I don't get my jingly stuff back on my desk. Yeah, jingle away. Do it. Just jingle, jingle, jangle. You're listening to the only new Legend podcast that can easily kill everyone. You're listening to Low Elo. To Low Elo. <laughs> You're listening to Low Elo episode 25. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Crayons, and fresh from warming the captain's chair is Dave, a.k.a. Compy386. Great job on the show last week, Dave. All members present accounted for, sir. Thank you very much, number one. And Christian, a.k.a. All Your Base 123. Wait a minute. Where's Rin? Oh, um, you don't need to worry about her. I took care of her. All right. Well, on that note... This week, Dave tells us why he thinks Draven's so OP, and we talk about Riot's plans for an official ARAM map. But first, let's talk about this little tournament that went on over the weekend, the MLG Spring Championships in Anaheim. This 40k tournament seemed hastily put together in the weeks leading up to its execution, but it turned out to be one of the most spectacular events of the season for esports. Let's start with that. This production looked pretty good. Do you guys agree? Oh yeah, like it was it was so professional looking and uh, we were talking earlier and I said that uh if if I had a vote to cast for which league would take over, I would cast it for MLG because everything looked great. There was no Korean girl bands. <laughs> uh oh, and uh, yeah, they had a uh, and like you said, they, it seems like they threw it together at the last minute, but still it looked fantastic. What I was really impressed with was the sound booth. They've been using those soundproof little caves for StarCraft for a long time in every event, and now they finally got a five-person soundproof cave for League of Legends, and I think that was really good. Yeah, I think it, I think it looked really well, too. That on the subject of, you know, who who you think is going to come out on top or be the major league. I will say that while I was out in LA for E3, I talked to a couple of guys actually at the E th- at the uh, Riot Games E3 party and uh well th- I I talked to them a bit and they were talking about esports and everything and I asked, "Oh, well, who who are you with?" and they said ESL. I'm like, "Oh, well, great. I I love your coverage." And uh and then they introduced themselves and it was uh, Heinrich Zettelmayer the COO and Sebastian Weishar, the vice president international business. And so, you know, they gave me cards and I realized, wow, I'm kind of in big company right here. But I asked them this. I asked them, where did they see League of Legends for esports? You know, like what was their vision? And, uh, you know, knowing full well that MLG Anaheim was coming up, that they were going to be taking over the Anaheim Convention Center. You know what they said? They said that they wanted to fill the Staples Center, which, uh, for those not acquainted, that's the, uh, that's, you know, like the major venue, indoor venue at in L.A. That's where the Kings recently won uh, the Stanley Cup. The Kings? Wait, the Kings, that's basketball. Um, no, that... <laughs> there's that, hockey, hockey, too? Yes. There's same colors and everything. But that, that's not <laughs> the point. You're missing the point is they want to fill a stadium for League of Legends esports. Yeah, that would be so amazing. 
Yeah, and and so that's their ambition. I think they they try to disagree with you uh, if you know if we said that in front of them that uh, that MLG was going to take over, but. I'm kind of on your side right now. It's, you know, it's like, it, I think MLG has kind of handed the controller over to uh, ESL and said, all right, your turn. Um, because this seemed hastily put together, but like from the co- the commercials were all gaming commercials, which I appreciated. Um, I didn't have the problems with the stream that, I'm us- that I usually have with a, a twitch.tv stream, which was great. Uh, and perhaps most impressive beyond the booths and the advertising and the coverage was that they got all of their casters to put on like button down shirts and jackets. Yeah. Even though freak had that chin strap going on, which was, I don't agree with, you know what? I I think it looks good on him. I think it looks good on him. I'm going to let him keep it. Well, okay. But no, they, I totally agree. The casters, they looked really professional and they even had that, um, that sponsored listen in thing, the NFL style, like uh, listen to the players in the huddle. Oh yeah. Which... So that they could listen in on uh, TSM and then like very quickly back out because they were all cursing. Yeah. 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 And that's what, maybe they need to add like a five second delay on the stream so they can, you know, bleep stuff. But uh, yeah. I, li- I like that. I like that. No, I, I, I thought their coverage was really good. However, um, and I, you know, maybe not for the last match. The coverage on the last match was great, but I did feel like in some places the coverage was maybe not as excite exciting as it had been for bigger events like IEM in Kiev and things like that. But they did a really good job. There's no doubt about it. This was, as far as presentation goes, is probably the best looking presentation we've seen ever for League of Legends. Well, and remember, they had like four simultaneous streams going at the same time. I mean, if you're like me, I just was interested in whatever was on the first stream, which was usually the winner's bracket. Yeah. You know, the big matches were but they, all... But like you the, said, they were running the loser's bracket and other stuff on other streams. In fact, I think they even had some going on owned. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, it was really well put together. Yeah. Good so job. let's talk about the standings a little bit here. Uh, Team Solo Mid took the tournament, uh, pretty much hands down, nearly uncontested. They walked away with twenty thousand um, dollars, and that's news. But it's you know kind of to be expected, at least as far as I'm concerned. I think Team Solo Mid was the obvious favorite going in here. They were the number one seeded team by MLG in this tournament, um, and then CLG North America took second place, twelve thousand dollars. Team Dignitas third place, five thousand dollars, and Dynamic. That's, I think, where the news is right there, is Dynamic took fourth place. It's only $3,000, but you had big names here, and they knocked some people out. Yeah, what, what did you say earlier, that they they trumped through the loser's bracket, like yeah, knocking yeah. people they, out? <laughs> they, they went into the loser's bracket and then just, like, wreaked havoc in there, you know? It's like nobody was safe from Team Dynamic in the loser's bracket. They beat out, <laughs> let's see, they beat out MTW uh, North America, they beat out Curse. They beat out Fnatic, and uh, they and then they ended up losing to CLG North America. You know, so that CLG could, North America could go ahead and play against uh, TSM in the semifinals. It was grand finals. Yeah, right. There yeah. you go. Grand um, final. Yeah, yeah. In the grand fi- <laughs> in the championship match. <laughs> 
So, like, and and when they lost, the game that put them, that put uh, Team Dynamic into the losers bracket, it was against Dignitas. Like, they yeah. they did well this whole time. Like, Dynamic came in, they beat Curse EU, and then they lost to Dignitas in three games. So they did get a game on Dignitas. You know, they... These guys, uh, you know, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's kind of you know Team Nintendo, but they were they were hot stuff. Well, they also have Paradoxical and Zion Spartan, which are are they're not as big as Nintendo, but yeah, they they were really good. And even you know Freak and the the casters were talking about how uh, they're they're a team to watch for the future. They don't have as much experience as these other guys. I mean, all of these huge names, Dignitas, been around forever, CLG, TSM. I mean, to come in fourth place in that company, beating Curse, who's has a lot of experience, that's that's good for them. They they have a lot of potential. Yeah. And now we shouldn't discount the fact that, you know, Curse is playing with their new lineup, but so was CLG and so was Team Dignitas. Um, and they all they all performed really well. But let's go ahead. Let's talk a little bit about uh, that winner's bracket. Let's talk about Team Solo Mid. Um, well, there there were definitely highlights throughout their entire you know the, the entire tournament regarding Team Solo Mid. But I think the biggest thing was is that we've really seen these guys uh, over the last few tournaments just showing the fact that they you know they play together all the time they are in that gaming house constantly scrimming constantly practicing together and it shows in their play now finally th- this is no longer the team that's just you know super disorganized and all over the place and kind of winning by merit of uh, a combination of luck and pure aggression they're actually a frighteningly organized team now wouldn't you say Oh yeah, and in in the past it was like I felt like it was used to watching TSM was like being a Cowboys fan in in the late '80s, early '90s. You just watched them and you waited for them to screw up. Yeah, you know <laughs> they'd be doing so well, and you know they can win the game, but the just one of them makes a mistake, they do something wrong, they they lack that coordination, and you, they'd screw up, and you're like, yeah, and there it is, you know TSM's gonna lose. And then when they finally started winning, they got in this gaming house. Yeah, everything you just said is completely true. Their coordination is off the charts, and it's frightening and very exciting to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. You talk about uh, seeing them screw up. I can tell you what is screwed up, right? Um, I don't know who's calling the shots, probably Reginald or the odd one. But every time I see, I think it was in the semifinals or grand finals against uh, CLG North America, and every time they try to go for a Baron attempt, the opposing team would just raffle stomp them right there because someone's not calling a good Baron call. And, th- and I think I think that's probably a little bit of an exaggeration because I saw some that went really well for them, but I know well, what you mean. I mean, I, 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 I definitely one, one. saw the. Uh, I definitely saw Hotshot GG go in there and smite Steel Baron from them in not the ju- not final just that. Game. I just like <laughs> I just saw on multiple occasions where Solo Mid just screwed up Baron, but yeah, that Hotshot GG Baron Steel that was pretty sick. Um, but to to counterpoint something else that Copy had brought up to me that I'll now steal is he did point out that there was a really high level of coordination where every time that they went for Baron, the moment somebody else showed up, they peeled as a team. Like their whole team just instantly peeled off and was like, okay, 
let's let's do this. There's no confusion about do we take out Baron or do we go after the guy or do we run? Like they just they instinctively knew what to do. Well, yeah, and that goes back to your point about coordination. Instead of that one stupid mistake that maybe one of them would make before that would cost them the game, now they're if they fail, they fail altogether and spectacularly, which uh, you know makes for better gameplay. It dragged that series against CLG out to six games, which was amazing to watch, but uh, they came out ahead in the end. Yeah, they they did. Now their team comp. I think this is kind of a big deal um, because I've been watching TSM and their strategies leading up into this tournament and in and in previous tournaments and really seeing how they evolve, I guess. I've been curious to see how Dyrus falls into things um, in the long term. And he's taken this really interesting turn because in that final series, the final three games against ML, uh, or sorry, against CLG, um, Dyrus was playing as Kale. Yeah, and he did either, when he was Kale, he either dominated or was just like flatline the whole time. Like he was just there. Yeah. Not really contributing that much. But other than you know, his and, ult, which, you know, despite the fact that in the final game he like totally whiffed his ult in a big team fight, but they were okay for it. Um, but, but I agree, like he's very low key. It's like his, uh, his contribution wasn't very obvious. Uh, you really have to see the match in order to see it because it doesn't even come out in his stats. But here's, here's the thing though. And here's where I think things were really dangerous for them and where, uh, where CLG kind of screwed up where they threw things. I think they threw it in champion selection because I think it was a huge mistake for CLG or any team for that matter to allow TSM, given their current play style, to have both Kale and to have uh, and to have Karthus, Karthus on the yeah. same team. Like just enormous mistake. Well, yeah, they did that. I mean, they if had CLG had been scouting, like you know, pro sports teams do they would have seen that at ipl they were doing that karthus go in the front everyone target karthus kale alt mm-hmm. and now your entire team's screwed yeah exactly <laughs> exactly because you've got to burn uh karthus down otherwise he's going to kill everybody so he's just going to absorb everything but the other side is you look at uh look at the team comp that they were able to get away with um in two of the in their two winning games in that final series it was I mean, they had Karthus, they had Kale, they had Janna, who d- at this point I feel deserves like an Opina section all her own. It was just, y- you really gave them all of the tools that they needed. And and then you had Odd One, who they gave him, uh, you know, they gave him Nautilus in the first game that they won. And then in the final game, you gave him Nocturne. You know, it's like, how, how could you go any more wrong? Yeah. Yeah, and CLG, like the few games they won, it was like uh, they got Shen. They were able to split push with a Shen. Mm-hmm. But uh, I totally agree. Is I don't know who they... It seems like if you play TSM, you need to ban for TSM. Forget all of the conventions of banning, you know, like the, the normal people that are banned. 
I, you need to ban Karthus, you need to ban Nocturne, and you might want to think about banning Kale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you should be counterpicking at least one other, you know, like counterpicking Nautilus, which CLG did a real good job of, you know, they took Nautilus in uh, Game 2, they took Nautilus in Game 3, both as counterpicks, and, and so that was smart. Um, but it's like, you're, you're right, you have to ban out uh, and then counterpick against TSM because they're so coordinated at this point that you can't ban like you do against other teams, which is to say, well, I'm just going to get rid of their best players because their TSM is actually planning things out to make sure that their team comp is winning games, not that individuals with their best champions are winning games. And that's that's how a team should be functioning. Oh, yeah, and that's how the game is getting more and more exciting. I mean, uh, you could hear from the crowd, from the casters, from all the people watching on stream. We were, again, hanging out in the low elo chat room, you know, watching the games together. And the watching the coordination is really the execution of plays, of plans. I mean, it's League of Legends, it, it, up until now, until recently like you said, has been, I'm really good at this champion. If I get this champion, we're going to win the game. You know, that was the way Reggie was with Karthus, with Cassiopeia a few months ago. Um, now it's, we need to, to ban, we need to pick along the lines of these team compositions, which is just opening up the game. I mean, if I, if once again in my time machine, if I went back five months and said Kale would win a major league tournament. Yeah. I mean, would you believe me? No, no. I, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> but the thing is, is that Kale has been getting a little bit more popular in the uh, high ELO ranked scene. But I think the only place where you saw major play in the professional scene and the competitive scene is from TSM. And it's because they're building around Kale. Kale solves so many problems. She solves the problem of Blitzcrank. She solves the problem of Nautilus. Really, just about any super hard single target engage is solved by Kale. And so people need to take notice of that in all levels of play. Yeah, well, and that's the move. If you look at Ch Kale's champion design, I mean, she's more of a support. Yeah, she can do ridiculous amounts of damage, but as we were just saying, Dyrus would go top lane and basically survive. Yeah. That was his goal. He would survive, get get some items, get leveled up, but he wasn't going around killing people. Oh, no. I mean, I mean he, he, he ended that series uh, game 1, 3, 0, oh, and 14, and in game 2, 2, 1, and 9. Yeah. So, and that's Kale's whole design as a champion is maybe we'll see more supportish. What if we ran like a karma top? Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But... I think one thing that uh, I do realize and a lot of other people have realized from this tournament, and I'd like your opinions on it, I think we need a fourth band slot. Oh, yeah. Well, we're, we're getting up to 100 champions. Yeah. I mean, we've got 99 now. We're going to have 100 in a couple weeks here. We got to have a fourth band, if not a fifth band at this point. And I know that kind of drives up the number of champions that uh, an individual needs in order to get into ranked play. But there's so many of them now, I, I think we need it. Well, hey, you know what? Let's get into some, let's go ahead and get into some stats here for MLG Anaheim. So uh, we'll go over the most played first. 
Mid, really no surprise. This guy's been pretty popular lately. It's Karthus. Um, but his numbers weren't too impressive. 55% win rate, you know, 15 wins, 12 losses. No big deal, right? But we, this is kind of what we expect. Now, what we don't expect is to see top lane, the highest, most often played champion of the tournament. Uh, can anyone guess? I think I know. Is it Malphite? Nope, not Malphite. Oh. How about oh. you, Christian? Can you guess? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I, I want to say it's Jax, but it is, <laughs> yep. oh, really? Yep. Number one most yes. played champion in the top lane this tournament, uh, played 21 times. Um, unfortunately, a 38% win rate, so he actually didn't perform very well. <laughs> um, but, but I did see a oh, few games ma- where he was pretty impressive. Oh, it was the Malphite who had the really high win ratio. Yes. That's yeah. right. Not that many yeah. games, unlike Jax. Yeah, oh, Malphite was played in 21 <laughs> games in varying roles with a 76% win rate. So he like he kind of showed up at this tournament and uh but it was all over the place, you know, his top lane, jungle, you never know you never know where Malphite's going to show up. I was really excited to see all these Jaxes going up top like, "All oh, right, I'm going to I'm going to see how the pros pull this off." And then uh, well, for the, most of the games that I saw, I don't know. I, I keep seeing Jax like ending up with a zero two, zero three, yeah. losing, yeah, losing, <laughs> losing game. Yeah, no, I think that the pros are trying to figure something out with Jax because we can all admit that he's strong right now. But uh, I just, I just don't know. Well, if it if if it follows the logic from IEM, then everyone will start playing Jax right. now. Because they saw the pros lose yeah, with yeah. him, yeah, and and then they'll <laughs> nerf him, <laughs> and then a element they'll come out with a tier list, and Jax will be number one guaranteed win yeah. solo queue. Well, but here's here's uh, I want to talk about bot lane though, because we had dominant picks in bot lane for this whole tournament, but nobody was banning them out, and whenever we have this dominant set of picks. I'm wondering what what's the logic behind not banning it out? You know, is it you are the other lanes really that uh that frightening? I mean, is top lane really that frightening? A top lane seems like a counterpick lane to me. But bottom lane, number 1 AD carry with 25 wins and 27 losses. That's a combined 52 games played. Graves. Yeah. Graves. Yeah, no and it, like in the final series like Chaos, like sniping people with Graves' ult, that was amazing. I just wanted to yeah, add that. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. <laughs> but then seated right next to him with 30 wins and 22 losses, so 52 games played, Janna. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why, people aren't banning out support. I don't get it. Yeah, and I don't understand. Why don't people ban for bot lane? I mean, there was one time, was it uh, at Kiev, where they started banning Sona? Yeah before she got nerfed uh why don't people ever ban for bot i don't get it i i like to ban support yeah i love I mean, if i take away your supports and then pick one i mean what do you do yeah it's like i'm gonna ban out the the best most played supports and leave you with an inferior support when we pick one you know that, that seems that's actually a pretty strong strategy but to i guess to say that they aren't banning for bottom lane is a little bit of misinformation because the most banned champion in this tournament was Urgot. Oh, really? Well, that's that's like an offensive ban for you. If you're going to play like a Graves, a traditional AD carry, I mean, an Urgot can shut that yeah, down. Yeah. 
So you ban the ergot to make sure that you can dominate with your Janna Graves. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, new summoners out there, if you're looking for a champion that you want to learn to play bot and your only interest is in decimating your opponents as, as you level up, learn ergot because with numbers like this, there's a reason. I mean, the, the pros do realize certain things. And I would agree with this because Urgot's really strong. But Urgot was banned 77 times. Out of a total yeah. of 89 games, he was banned 77 times. Now, can you guess how many times he was played? 12. You do the math on that. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Every single game, he was either banned or played. Yeah, that's and that's that. But that's again that the pros get on these like flavors of the week, and it, it just seems like it came out of nowhere. Why didn't we see that last tournament? Urgot did not change. Well, yeah, he didn't change. But actually, you and I both know how strong Urgot is. Yeah, he's always been that strong. And, though, and, so and why this wasn't isn't it... like a? He's not a Mundo. Okay. Like, Mundo is just this mystery, but Urgot is just this ridiculously strong anti-carry that's been sitting around, you know, unchanged for months now. And we all know how good he is, but pros have just haven't been touching him. The, his latest change was a nerf. I mean, they nerfed his shield so it absorbs less damage. I mean, he's less tanky than he was, but it doesn't matter. He's still ridiculously strong. His ultimate, I mean, that can set up a team fight. I mean, it, it's just, it's he's so good. Why is he all of a sudden the most banned and played when at the last tournament nobody even thought about Urgot? I I don't have a good answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm it's uh, you. I think it's everyone brings their meta game and uh, then they just kind of stick with it. Is, is really yeah, what it's it comes the pros. Out. They get locked into these things, and right now the thing is Urgot. So everyone got banned and picked for Urgot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the I think the real uh, winner here for the tournament, as far as champions are concerned, and the winner for uh, us, of course, because we always like to talk about when we're right. Uh, number one jungle at the tournament, Nautilus. Yeah. That's yep. my boy. That's right. Most played, 24 wins, 16 losses, 60% win rate. Nautilus is a popular guy, you know? Yeah, uh, I think we need to start tracking. Like, when we call it, then it starts getting popular in Europe, and then it comes to North America. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's like that's a timeline. That's pretty much what happens. <laughs> uh, we, need an account, we need to account for whenever we, we say we called it. Yeah. That seems to be happening like every episode or every other episode at least. <laughs> yeah. We're and just so it, good at this. All in all, I think what we can say about MLG, if we were to sum up the entire tournament, uh, I would say that it was a uh, professionally run, professionally casted, and professionally produced uh, tournament. I can sum it up in four words. What? Freak in a jacket. Or yeah. Freak in a chin strap. <laughs> <laughs> Five words, but... <laughs> You know, all right. Well, hey, let's let's move on a little bit here. Um, so we had a new champion come out last week, and uh, my first impression, my current impression, is is that he's good, but not OP on the level the champions have been for the last couple of releases. But apparently, you disagree. So why don't you tell us what your impressions are of Draven? Well, for the past week, I've been on an AD bottom kick, like. 
I hate those people who are like, I only play AD bottom, but I've been doing it <laughs> this past week and uh, I've been having a blast. A lot of those games have included Draven, uh, and he is ridiculously OP. I mean, his the damage his bleed does, and if you are able, yes, you can argue that it's the high skill cap that if, you, but if you can catch an axe, like you just destroy whoever you're across from, and it's it's really stupid how powerful he is. Is it really a guaranteed first blood if you can catch an axe? Yes, yes, if you can catch one axe, almost maybe two, but usually just one, it's guaranteed first blood. So his bleed is just that good. Yeah. And it's surprising. You know, it's one of those things that's, oh, my gosh, I'm dying. You know, so people like hang around. Maybe over time people will learn that, you know, don't fight Draven ever. <laughs> Just, you know, go the other way. But, you know, people who play AD carry like to be cocky a little bit. And uh, but, yeah, they'll learn. Either they'll nerf him or they'll learn or both. But, uh, yeah, he's stupid. Yeah. Well, what what about his <laughs> ultimate? Because. Like his ultimate seems to go in two directions for me. Either it like it makes plays, or it's just a total waste of space. And more often, it feels like it's a total waste of space. Well, I think one thing that actually prepared me for Draven's ultimate is you know playing a lot of Ezreal. And what I hate to see is Ezreal's trying to use that global ultimate either to farm or to really get kills that they have no business trying to get. Uh, you know, first of all, if you're going to use a global ultimate, guys, that goes in a line, if you are shooting sideways across the map, you're not going to hit. I've given that uh, advice about Ash arrows before to players with us. You know, it's like, I need you to stop trying to snipe people with that thing. Yeah, it. it I mean, the arrow across the lane or the Ezreal ult or the Draven ult across the map is not a good thing. But down a lane, down the center of a team fight, oh my gosh, it's... It's dumb. So you kind of you hold on to it either just for that perfect situation. Do you use it as a... You don't use it as an initiator. You use it as a fi finisher, right? Oh, yeah, as a finisher. Because it, it comes back with the first champion it hits. Mm -hmm. So if you use it as an initiator, it's wasted. I mean, you hit the tank and it bounces back. Grats, you know. You use it when people are running away. And when Draven, with Draven's Bleed, they will be running away. Yeah. So, <laughs> Is there yeah. any room to pull some, like, just shenanigans with it where, like, you chuck it at in the team fight and then on its way back to you, you, like, flash over it to behind your team, the, the, the team or something like that so that you get multiple hits on it or anything like that? I haven't tried that. That's a good idea, though. I, I don't know if that... Uh, I mean, I have flashed to get a kill on the return, mm -hmm. but uh, no, I've never tried to extend the duration of it with a flash. That's like maybe flashing over a wall or something would be good. Yeah, yeah, because I know that there's videos out there of just ridiculousness where people like, you know, send it out to the other side of the map and then on its way back, they'll teleport to the other side of the map. And then on its way back again, they'll go ahead and, like, you know, port back to the fountain by pressing B. And so they yeah. get, like, a total uptime of, like, 35 seconds from his ult or something like that. But there's no practical use there. So I'm kind of trying yeah. to see if there's games you can play with it in an actual team fight. So we'll, we'll see. I guess we'll just have to report back on that. Well, and the one thing that's really cool about Draven is, is the gameplay is counterintuitive. Uh, because you get his W refreshes cooldown whenever he catches an axe. 
sometimes AD carries have this tendency to right-click someone and then just chase them until they're dead. Well, with Draven, it's actually better if you stop for a second, don't go at full speed, catch the axe, then reactivate your speed buff. So there's a lot of skill with playing Draven, but it's it's a lot of fun. All right. You think he's ban-worthy? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I it because because there's such a high skill cap, if you ban him, you're saying, well, then I know someone on that team is going to be good enough to be able to do this. Mm, but okay, okay. You so maybe hope not. That the skill cap takes care of the competition for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then, just speaking of counterintuitive, you know, and uh, you know, not chasing as an AD carry, catching your axes, all that. Speaking of counterintuitive, against all better judgment from myself. But again, this is like the one case where I'm going to have to admit, I guess I'm just totally out of tune with the rest of the community. Riot has taken it upon themselves to listen to the overwhelming feedback from players, and they're going to go ahead, turn the Proving Grounds into a playable custom game map. They're pretty much going to make a RAM that's all random, all mid, into an official custom game type. Yay! Uh, wait, were they actually doing that? Yeah, yeah, no, this is a real thing. Okay, moving on. As you can see, yeah, right, uh, but uh, next time, right, you shouldn't make a map for whenever we go all random, all bot in Crystal Scar. Uh, actually, that's all bot, all random. All random. Yeah. All right, can't uh, call it ARAB. No, sorry. Can't call it ARAB, you gotta call it ABAR. <laughs> Sorry well, I want to go to a bar. Yeah, <laughs> I like a bar. Gentlemen, let's go ahead and segue into Opinus, but we'll keep this one quick. Uh, I've had my eyes opened. Now I've been running him for quite a while, you guys know, but I feel like I've just now figured out the right way to do it. Let's talk about Olaf's Opinus. Hey. Have we done Olaf Opinus before? I feel like we probably have. But even <laughs> if we haven't, or even if we have, let's just do it again. Let's just do okay. it again. Okay. In that tournament um, in MLG, and I've been doing this all weekend ever since, um, Nintendude opened my eyes. Now, I Previously, I played Olaf very hyper-aggressive when it came to runes and to uh, masteries. You know, I honestly, I played them like... 21 into offense and i played with you know a combination of health and armor pen runes and stuff like that um well i've i've been reformed i've been changed uh nintendude has taught me that the correct way to play olaf is one you go 21 deep into support or into uh utility utility yeah. right, utility. right. Okay. into utility and you don't max out his true damage first. That was a hard one for me to get over until I realized how how just how brilliant it was. I mean, you max out his axe. You know, you max out his Q. So why was it so long ago that I advocated for boots on Olaf in the jungle instead of, you know, anything else that you might get on him? Yeah, that was like the first revelation you had about Olaf is... You know, and that took the world by storm. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had we got tons of email like, "What? How are you? What? 
Yeah, and it's then like boots. <laughs> then in like the IEMs and IPLs, we started seeing junglers start taking boots, and yeah. the, some would start like a, a regen pendant. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then now twenty one into utility. He's like a melee caster. He's and yeah. the axe hurts. Yeah, it does. You <laughs> max out the axe and it hurts. The thing is, is that you take that combination, the boots. The only reason you get it is because it one, it makes your uh, early ganks uh, better, and two, it's the only way that you can really speed up Olaf's jungle with an item. All other items don't matter. They don't do enough to really speed it up. But by getting to the camps faster, you can clear them faster. But by maxing his Q, same exact thing. It's just ridiculous. You max that thing out, and you're just you clear camps with one hit. You're cl- killing champions with one hit. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. I exaggerate a little bit, but I, I th- really think that, especially in the jungle, the proper way to play Olaf now is buy boots, 21 into utility, max out his Q. And what's funny is you can go on Solo Mid, their website, and you can find this uh, Olaf guide that the odd one did from like right when he came out. Mm-hmm. And he, it's kind of funny because he's talking about how he's the best jungler in the game and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but yeah, that was the, the deal back when Olaf first came out was you max that Q first and you just spam axes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there was an argument for people maxing out his true damage hit first, but... You know, that not only does it do more damage to you, but that's not what secures you kills. It does a lot of damage, but what secures you kills is his Q. Because not only does it do lots of damage, but if you land the Q, then you've got him slowed. That can get you in range, pick up your axes, hit him with another Q. Really, that's that's the, the secret to it. Now, if, if you want to play against Olaf, if you're looking for a way to get around this guy, because he really is a wrecking ball. Um, there's a couple things you need to remember. One, for God's sake, dodge that axe. <laughs> when yeah. when he chucks that axe, you need to dodge it, because if you don't, he's going to get in range and things are going to go poorly for you. Second, you know what? You better blow your cooldown, or you better blow your uh crowd control on him early like when you first see him just use it get it out of the way try to build as much distance between you and him as possible and get away that way because if he gets to the point where he thinks that he can secure the kill and he activates his ultimate then you've got a dead spell Mm -hmm. and i guarantee you he's gonna outlast you with his ultimate it's got a huge huge effect time um, and he's going to kill you in that time. So uh, my advice, personally, would be to blow your cooldowns early on him just to get it out of the way. Unless, of course, he's coming in there ulted already. And then, you know, things off obviously change. But you need to, either way, you need to play around his ultimate. Because you're not going to be able to disable him at all. No slows, no stuns, no suppresses, no disables, no snares. N- nothing. Nothing's going to work on him. And that, and one thing on a team, I think you were in this game, Jeff, maybe not, but we were facing an, a really tanky Olaf who went all defense, and I don't know, he might have gone utility, but he puts teams in a very terrible position. 
it's like if you let Olaf go where he pleases and he'll go into the back and kill your carries, that's just yep. going to happen in a team fight. Yeah. Or what do you do? Okay, well let's try to burn Olaf down really fast. Okay, so you you waste all of your stuff on him. Yeah, you you will kill him. I mean, he's killable, especially yeah. with five people. But then you've you've got the rest of the team sitting right there just murdering you. Yeah, and so. that's the thing. He he <laughs> creates situations that require bad decisions. <laughs> there's yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. no way around it because he's not someone you can ignore. You know, he's not like a late game Mundo who you can just say, "Oh, whatever, it's Mundo. We'll just ignore him." Kind of, you know, avoid being in contact with him. You can't do that with Olaf. He's too disruptive. He's slowing, like, you know, Mundo hits a cleaver. Mundo slows one person. Uh, Olaf hits an axe. Olaf slows three people. Yeah. You know? Or five people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Olaf takes damage, deals more damage with auto attacks. You know, you the cooldown without any help whatsoever on his uh, E, which is his true damage, is really short, people. You let him survive in a team fight, and he's just going to sit there and true damage your people over and Lightning over bolt. and over. Lightning bolt. Lightning yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like an internet meme from the early 2000s. Um, there's just there's no good way to go about it. Well, that and he's probably got arguably the best skin in the game. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. I don't think it's even an argument. I think oh. it's hands down the best skin in the game. Yeah, if you guys can like not get Happy Meals for like three days or something, pick up the Olaf skin. Yeah, <laughs> and it's Olaf. it's the Bro. only one. I mean, it's have you ever seen anybody with anything other than the Brolof skin? No, I have, and it just makes me sad. Don't get oh. the other skins, guys. It it just makes people sad for you. Yeah, get Brolof skin, then I mean, everyone's happy. The only reason <laughs> to get those other skins is so that you have them when Riot discontinues them for not being as cool as the Brolof skin, and then yeah. puts out other skins that are as cool as the Brolof skin. Good, good luck to Riot to find an idea for something that's even cooler than a Brolof skin. Yeah, it's going to be tough. If, if that happens. <laughs> I, I really can't, I can't envision another skin for Olaf that could top that. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the ending segments for this week. We'll go ahead and uh, let's start off with, uh, I don't know, you want to start off with our game? Okay. All right. Let's, let's so last week's game, we asked all of you summoners out there, listeners, to come up with uh, summer skins. You know, we were kind of thinking in the vein of Mr. Uh, Singed and his Surfer Singed. Uh, what else could we have out there as far as uh, some good summer-themed uh, summer skins? And... Uh, there was one email in particular that uh, I actually, I think I got a tweet about it also from somebody else who suggested a uh, shaved Warwick or shaved Nunu skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, dude, the Nunu, like, well, with the shaved uh, Yeti, like, yeah. like, you see those postcards with, like, Santa at the beach. Right. Like, <laughs> like, it would be just like that. Like, put him in some trunks. Yep. That'd yep. be great. Yeah, and then, uh, but that got me immediately thinking, why not uh, shaved Nidalee? Wait, yes. uh, in cougar form or in human form? <laughs> <laughs> you, you fill in the blanks there. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, for we can do a whole line of shaved champions. <laughs> you know, we can do shaved Sona and shaved Caitlyn and... 
Yeah, well, my my answer for the game was Gangplank. I mean, he's a pirate. Why doesn't he have a summer skin, like, chilling in the Caribbean? Well, I think you know? that uh, the pirates in the Caribbean look look the same all the time. <laughs> they look like pirates, Compy. Oh, that's true. I think that's I think that's not like. I mean, do you think they suddenly put on shorts? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, flip flops and a towel. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Instead right. of uh, you can you can call in a torrent of beach balls. Instead of cannon barrage. <laughs> See, that's that was actually my original choice was uh, you know summer Oriana because and you just yeah like you turn her ball into a beach ball and then you know give her like some bright colored gaudy you know uh, paint job where she's got like flowers all over her and like a bikini or something like that maybe like a one of those one of those uh, like floppy hats with the flower on it. No, no, you got to give her like the twelve pack, like the giant abs that the pro volleyball players have. <laughs> oh, right, because <laughs> that's attractive. That's that's why we're gonna move skins a robot with a twelve pack. <laughs> yeah. yeah dude. Oh, how about you? How about you, Christian? You have any uh, ideas that you wanted to voice for a summer skin? I had a couple ideas for this one. Uh, one choice I had was Brand, and he would just be there, like on the beach, you know, starting a barbecue for all his buddies there. But <laughs> he would actually no, he would be the barbecue, pretty much. Yeah, I, I like I like that, like a kiss the cook Brand. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. got like the apron on and grill grill master. Yeah, grill master, grill master Brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, another one I had was a Mumu. Like, underneath all those bandages, like, he'd just be completely sunburned. But how would you know underneath all the bandages? Like, it would just, like, know. Look, look like regular uh, Amumu. I, well, I kind of, like, maybe his bandages are like, kind of off, and you see, like, the really red, burnt-out skin underneath <laughs> in some spots. Well, I, another one I thought was actually Sejuani, because it would be funny, but she's, like, already wearing a bikini, like, yeah. in the snow, so that doesn't yeah. work. Shaved Sejuani. Yeah. Um, (laughs) last one I thought was kind of a bizarre pick but Anivia and she'd just be a bucket of thought out ice (laughs) it just what what is that what she turns into instead of an egg or yeah yeah okay I kind of like that (laughs) she'd be a cooler it'd be a cooler oh yeah And and that little light that's coming down instead of being a light, it would be like a beer. Yeah, it's like going into falling the into the cooler real slowly. <laughs> a, a little bottle of groggy ice going into the right. cooler, and then boom. Oh, I like it. I like it. Well, uh, thanks for your input, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, all of you who participated this week. Our next game uh, for for next week, send us your emails so that we can go ahead and look through them and get your ideas for the show, is going to be actually kind of in honor of our latest champion, uh, Draven. And uh, that is that you or your professional dodgeball team needs a ringer. That's uh, a, a fifth man, by the way, if you don't know. But uh, your professional dodgeball team needs a ringer. Which champion do you choose and why? Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Get into email. Yes, I got this email. This is uh, from Doctor Monocle, who I actually have not personally seen in the chat, but uh, 
uh, he says he's been there, but uh, with so many people, it's hard to see everyone. He says, a couple of weeks ago, I completely raged on some kids because I had lagged out and the whole team blamed me and we lost and blah, blah, blah. And I was sent down to 700 ELO. I was so mad that I actually uninstalled the game. The next day, I listened to one of your podcasts while at work and decided to give it another try. Right, and has had great success since then. He just wanted to thank us. Uh, it's because of us, because of the podcast. He's been coming back, and uh, but he has one problem, uh, and he he feels a little bit inhibited from asking people in the chat to to duo because he wants to check their stats first. Well, Doctor Monocle, I have some advice for you. Play normals. <laughs> Like you're you're talking about Elo and ranked games. You know, I've played let's see. How many you know, games like have I played, Joe? Eighteen hundred or well game games played? I don't know. Your <laughs> wins are darn near eighteen hundred, I think. Yeah, I'm getting close to eighteen hundred wins in normal. And I've got my uh profile up right now. Let's see how many ranked games I've played. Okay, I've played seventy, almost seventy. No, exactly 70 ranked games in two years or however more dude ranked games suck <laughs> the people in ranked games suck why do you feel like you have to play ranked just play normals get get so get with some people in the low elo chat set up a team of five people go play blind pick heck i can't even stand draft pick <laughs> the time well but, and uh, if you're if you're vested and you really want to get into ranked like that's your thing I'd still advise you, you know, play some normals out with people in the chat room because that's how you're going to identify the people who you're going to play well with. And then, you know, after a few normals, you have some good games, you realize, you know what, I play really well with this one guy. Invite him to duo queue with you. Yeah. Because it's really not, uh, if you're talking about duo queue, you're not looking necessarily for the best player to go with you. You're looking for the best player that works with you. Mm -hmm. and, and someone with a re like really good stats, you know what? Maybe they're just kind of a, a solo queue hero. Um, but people, com they work completely differently in a team. So that I, I'd go with you partially on that, Copy. Play normals. Yeah. Figure yeah, something will, out, identify good players, and then try and transition them over to normal. You know, if they want. But Sounds yeah, good. just play normals. Yeah. Now <laughs> I had a I couple of I had a couple of emails from guys. Uh, I won't go into the nitty gritty of it, but it's basically two folks from the EU servers, uh, EU Northeast and EU West servers, who said they were going to go ahead and try and keep the community alive over there. Uh, try and keep the chat rooms open. And so let us know how that goes. Uh, those two, it was uh, you, you suck from EU North and uh, pinkish orange from EU West. So uh, if you are across the pond and you are playing on those servers, make sure you join the low elo channels. It's all one word, L-O-W-E-L-O, -E and, uh, you know, keep the torch lit. We'll, we'll see how that goes because... Uh, we can't do it from over here. <laughs> we do appreciate it, though. I, I also want to give a shout-out to a summoner that I actually got to meet in person while I was at E3. His uh, in-game name is Orphan Harvest. Great name, by the way. I mean, 
Is that not great? Because that could be taken as either positive or negative. Like, <laughs> right. Like harvest. Mostly negative. <laughs> but, um, you know, this this guy, he, uh, you know, shot me an email when he realized I was going to E3. And uh, he was patient with me, too, because I had so much email and I was basically living off of my phone at the time. So it was pretty easy to miss stuff. So he, you know, hit me up a couple of times. But uh, not only did he get me some extra passes for the show, but he also, you know, we met up, we did lunch and, uh, you know, had, had a really good time. You know, a couple of beers, got some Mexican food, um, really like real, real class act. I mean, he's not the class act for the show or anything like that. Check him out. Uh, say hey to him if you see him in the chat rooms, uh, you know, give him some give him some crap uh, why he was able to get me some extra passes and not you. But uh, otherwise, you know, just really cool guy, Orphan Harvest. All right. So, uh, Christian, you, do you want a second swing at our iTunes reviews this week? Yeah, I can I can definitely say I definitely flubbed last week's because I was, I think it was the first time I ever did it, actually. Yeah. All right. So, well, yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to see if I can redeem myself. Third time's a charm. Let's go for number two. <laughs> third, what? <laughs> you're saying you're going to mess up again, Christian. That's uh, what he's saying. Shut up. Oh, no. I'm going to redeem myself and I'm going to do the iTunes review thing in my Moomoo voice. Oh. <clears throat> it's time for some iTunes reviews. First, we have Anston, Ruffle Weekly, Tail Card. We have Rave 212. We have a lot of reviews here, by the way. I'm very thankful for you all. You make me all happy. Next, we have Albert Gargos, Baron Von Mittens. That's a very pretty name. I like that a lot. Searching Luck, PGS Soul. The President, spelled with a Z. I like your style, President. Gwelk, Noob Z. Jake the Blakes and the Bacon. Very clever name. I like that a lot. Spartan X58. And not criminal. Thank you for the reviews. It makes the crying time less frequent. <laughs> that is a great name. Jake the Blake Egg and Bacon. <laughs> That's awesome. What did he say? Is it... This is a great show if you're a LoL player looking to follow the current state of the game. The information on the meta, summoners, and gameplay are top-notch. And the host synergy is off the charts. A++ would listen again. All right. I hope he means off the charts in a positive direction. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> he means off the charts at the very top. Because usually on the chart you have the zero. You know, right, right. and you can't really drop lower than zero. So it's just, you know, that's, that's how that kind of thing goes. Oh, no. My Anyways. second grade teacher told me there was no such thing as negative numbers. So, <laughs> well, Dude, my, that's my, what my, that's what you get with a Texas public education. <laughs> my my yep. fifth grade my fifth grade teacher there's no such thing as half numbers. Wow. <laughs> did, yeah. did you go to school in Texas too? <laughs> the, yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Yeah. We is smart. <laughs> smart people. And, we have a anyways. great educational system. That's going to, I think, wrap it up for episode 25 of Low Elo. We want to thank you all for your continued support. If you'd like to go ahead and get a hold of us, you can do so by going to www.lowelo.com. We've got our discussion board. 
We have every single episode of the podcast if you're looking for back episodes. We've also got all the music we use on the show, some articles, and our uh, live stream with featured community members streaming live games and commentary at all times of the day, but I don't think right now. At least not while we're recording this. <laughs> well, yeah, a, a lot of random streams come up during the day, but we do have our scheduled events Wednesday night and Saturday night, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, hosted by Ice Dark Knight and Teemo Tactics, Community 5v5. Sometimes we do theme games. Last week, uh, we did an all-zeals game. And that was the I, best game ever. And it was probably the best game ever. Almost everyone agrees. There's uh, a link to the recording in the discussion forum that I linked, so you can go check that out. And also yeah, show and up for the live events. They're a lot famous. of fun. Another way to go ahead and become famous is to get your email yeah. read over the air on this very show. If you'd like to contribute in that fashion, whether it's to give us the heads up on some news, tell us about the games that you've been playing, any other funny new, any, any other funny stuff that's come up, or just to participate in the game, you can go ahead and reach us all. I'm at uh, Jeff at LowElo.com, Dave's at Dave at LowElo.com, and Christian is at Surprise christian at lowelo.com you can also follow us on twitter eat gamer is me dave is going to be low elo dave and christian is ctf 1990 that's ctf 1990 you can also go ahead and did, wait did i miss something that's it isn't it oh yeah chat room <laughs> Yeah, join the chat room. <laughs> the the always growing chat, chat room. room. We've got games being built there day or night. It's really the best way to go ahead and get a hold of us if you want to get a hold of us live anyways. Uh, because that's where we pull people for our games. And it's also where we get everyone for the community 5v5s that Dave mentioned earlier and all of our other live stream events. All one word, low elo. Jump in there, say hello, and start participating as part of the community. Yeah. That's been growing really big. Uh, I think we've almost hit 100 uh, people in that chat room. Oh, no. We're uh, well oh, over we've... 100 pretty regularly well, at this point. Yeah. Oh, damn. We got up to 100 and something. Yeah, it's been over 100 I, for a I, while. I just, I just remember when we first started that low elo chat room, the, like the first milestone we had was having a scroll bar for people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now we have now we have at least a hundred people no, coming in. I remember when it was me, Jeff, and Udda in the room and that was it. <laughs> pretty much. You know, but it's it's pretty cool because on most days, if you look, our chat room will usually have more people during the day. Maybe not at night, but during the day, more people than the strategy or the noob chat rooms, which are the official public chat rooms that Riot sets up. So it's a great place for people to go ahead and start building games with other listeners of the show who are looking for the same kind of gameplay that they may be. I'm Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. E. Crayons. With me, as always, has been Dave, a.k.a. Copy386. Say goodbye, Dave. Goodbye. And Christian, also known as All Your Base 123. Catch you later. <laughs> And uh, normally we'd we'd see Rin around here somewhere, but uh, we'll have to talk to Christian about that after the show. See just what he's done with her. Yeah, yeah uh, no. Please don't bring her back. She makes me sad. Well, actually, no, no. Please don't bring her back. She makes me sad.
I just hope she's still alive. I don't know what Christian did. Yeah, yeah. I'm like well, let's Christian. Just, let's if just we, say, let's if just I say check your company you... card, I'm not going to see like a purchase of you know like uh, zip ties and uh, lime you know, garbage and a shovel. bags. Yeah, lime and a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that revelation, good night, summoners, and don't forget, everybody, stay classy. Kale solves the problem. Did we lose somebody? Uh, sorry, somehow Garrett got added to the call, so oh. rather than have, yeah, so okay. I just removed him before he came and said, "Hey, what's up, guys?" Oh, okay. <laughs> um. So, uh, where was I?